This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watch and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Pika in downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Oh, we've got a Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. (laughs) We all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com For 200...
watching the Southern. A pleasant good morning to everyone and welcome to another edition of the Coles Brown Show. Right here exclusively on the Black College Sports Network, yours truly, Coles Brown. A little bit of the uh, human jukebox, Mardi Gras time here in Louisiana, festive time. But we have a show to get through. On the guest menu today, Charles Edmund should join us shortly. Uh, he is of the Alcorn State Radio Network. He joins me in hour number one. Also in hour number one will be Coach Robert Valdez, former Southern University offensive lineman, head football coach, athletic director at St. James High School. Then in hour number two, we're going to talk some Southwestern Athletic Conference basketball, and it is getting hot and heavy, hot and heavy. Coach Van, P Van Petaway joins me to give us his perspective on the race that's now this weekend and next weekend. That's it, basically. And we'll see where the teams reside as far as seeding. And then last but not least, we've got him back for another week, uh, Brandon B.J. Jones. That's the guest menu, Charles Edmond, Coach Robert Valdez, Coach Petaway, and B.J. Jones. Now for some news and notes here on the Coles Brown Show. For Southern University in the Andre Dawson Classic, boy, they almost, they almost went three for zero, but they ended up going two and one in um, the uh, Andre Dawson Classic. Of course, they defeated Alabama State seven to six. Then they defeated Jackson State seven to five. That game was on Major League Baseball Network. And then Sunday at 11 a.m. start, Southern University dropped an 8-7 to seven decision to FAMU. Pitching and defense, the first two games, they were there. And then in the FAMU game, Southern University goes up 5-0. to zero, But pitching, defense kind of let them down. So you're disappointed. But when you look at it, Alabama State picked second in the Eastern Division. Southern wins that in a walk-off home run in the 10th inning. And then uh, Jackson State picked to win it all. They defeated them 7-5. And then FAMU picked third. The Jaguars lose by one run, but they were up 5-0. to zero. So that's how Southern University baseball uh, made it out in the Andre Dawson Classic. Now, in Southern University basketball, on the women's side, they hosted their arch rival, Grambling State University. Now, Southern University on the women's side came into this ball game on a three-game losing streak. Well, it was a tough battle, but they were able to take they were able to take the game, fifty-nine to forty-nine over Grambling State University. So, one, it, it keeps them relevant in the conference race, albeit Jackson State is just simply running away with it. They're a dominant number one, no doubt about it. Then on the men's side, very disappointing. Southern University drops a 61-57 to decision to Grambling State. And, boy, you're talking about a game that at Southern University, you can't afford really to drop a game at home. It's always so tough on the road. And Grambling State hung around, hung around. Hit a big three late in the ball game, kind of seals the deal. Now, Grandma State swept Southern on the men's side. On the women's side, they ended up going 
one and one. Now, what does that do? Well, Southern University on the men's side, uh, they're still they're still in, in contention. But Alcorn State holds a tiebreaker over Southern University. And then Southern University holds a tiebreaker over Texas Southern because they swept them. Can't afford any more losses. And I know a lot of you uh, Southern Knights were disappointed. Hey, but now they're at home for the final two games today against Bethune-Cookman and Monday night against FAMU. Simply cannot, cannot afford a loss here at home. And then they wrap up the regular season uh, conference schedule at Alabama A&M and Alabama State. I believe now I'm joined by Charles Edmund. Charles, good morning to you, sir. Well, we don't have him just yet. But I wanted to talk with Charles as, as well because Alcorn State, they're in the, uh, in the Texas two-step. Prairie View and Texas Southern this Saturday and Monday. And I've just told you about Alcorn State has a tiebreaker over uh, Southern University. Southern University has a tiebreaker over uh, Texas Southern. But Alcorn, probably on the men's side, the surprise team in the conference. Prairie View, Texas Southern pick one and two. Southern University pick fifth. Alcorn, below that, they have a chance to uh, win their regular season uh, conference championship. And, and the win there, if you win the regular season, you get an automatic bid in NIT. But the ultimate goal is to get into the NCAA tournament. So we'll have more discussions with basketball, Southwestern Athletic Conference, coming up on today's show. The Legacy Bowl, your afterthoughts on the bowl game. Got a chance to watch some of that. Pretty good. And I think it was first class. Will they look to improve uh, some of the festivities, improve the game overall? You can always improve the game. But um, a great first year. Looking forward to a, a better uh, second year. And then last but not least, and this has been the hot topic from Stephen A. Smith talking about it. Everybody, Grambling State hires Art Browse. You know, Art Browse was a head football coach at Baylor University. That program came under tremendous, tremendous uh, accusations and pressure about sexual assaults, rapes, and what have you. And if I'm just the AD, and here's just my opinion, Dr. Scott, I've had him on this show several times. He is now the director of athletics at Graham State University. If it's me, and I always talk about, you know, an opportunity for those young coaches who have been told, hey, you follow the process, you do that, and then you get an opportunity. In my point of view, if I'm if I'm the director of athletics and, and I'm the, the president of Grammar State University, I'm, I'm not touching that. You've built a tremendous legacy with uh, under Coach Eddie Robinson. Doug Williams was there, but how does how does the young uh, female students how are they going to feel about that? And there's. Uh, Litigation still pending against uh, Coach Browse at Baylor. And 
is it now so much pressure to win? You win at all costs. And then Dr. Scott said he did his research. He did everything and he deserves a second chance. I know from a character standpoint, it's not about judging the character. It is what it is. But I just have a problem with the decision that was made. And they're going to have to live with it. And so, again, do you win at all costs? That's simply what I think about it. I'm sure you uh, listening audience will have something to say about that. Uh, Charles, are you there? Good morning. Okay. We don't have Charles yet. Let's do this. Let's take a timeout. And let's see if we can um, get Charles Edmund on board. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, This is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon, so now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language, and she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves. Nope. Nope. Want him? Ooh, I like him. (laughs) Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Oh. That spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. It's something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger. That's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. Really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvay. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, 
and parenting education coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Dandruff protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Sports Network before the last break, uh, talking about uh, Grandma State's decision to hire former Baylor head football coach Art Browse. Give me a couple of comments, and uh, I'm, I'm taking this these comments from ESPN. Uh, Andrea Addison, ESPN senior writer, she says in puzzling comments to ESPN, Travian Scott said he is rooted. In fact, in defending his decision to hire Browse as the football team's new offensive coordinator on Thursday, a statement that seems to indicate the absolute opposite. In case Scott has not read up on the man, he is welcoming into his universities. Let's get to some actual facts. Baylor fired then head coach Browse in 2016 after an independent 
investigation by law, law firm Pepper Hamilton into the school's handling of sexual violence. Allegations revealed a football program where players were above the rules with no culture of accountability for misconduct. In addition, the findings reflect significant concerns about the tone and culture within Baylor's football program as it relates to accountability for all forms of athletic, uh, athlete, excuse me, misconduct. Now, while Browns was taking the program to unprecedented heights during his eight-year tenure, he went, of course, 65 and 37 with two Big 12 championships. One lawsuit filed in 2017 alleged that at least 52 rapes, wow, by more than 30 football players happened over a four-year period. That is serious. That is serious. And so Dr. Scott did his due diligence. He said he's he did his fact-finding. And he was okay with the hire. Unbelievable. And, you know, you, you think about all what Grambling has stood for and, and, and what they've done over a long period of time with Coach Eddie Robinson. And and Doug Williams said he, he basically thinks Coach Robinson's turnover in his in his grave. One wife, one job, made men out of young teenagers. And for this to happen, you, you, you have a legacy and you don't want to tarnish it. And again, they have a I guess a right to make a decision. But I just disagree with the decision. I think you could have found some other African-American head coach, assistant head coach, a position coach to fill in that position. But to me, Hugh Jackson, he's an NFL guy. He's an NFL coach. And, and I believe now that it's win at all costs. And it doesn't matter about ethics. It doesn't matter about doing the right thing. And you know, I've said this the last couple of weeks, and, and this is kind of what I meant. HBCUs, we got to continue to do the right thing and dot our I's and cross our T's. Because now, with NIL and winning the landscape of college, athletics has changed. It's easy. It's easy to say, let's just, just do it all. Throw it out. Throw records out. Throw ethics out and everything. Because you have to win. But but at, but at what cost? So that's a decision uh, Grandma State has made. And now from a PR standpoint, you know, how does that affect Grandma State? And then the women, students, female students, how do they feel about a guy coming on campus and that has had a horrible record as far as sexual conduct. And one of the former players did some jail time. So I, bad decision, bad decision. What I feel about all of this. Charles, do we finally have you there? Yeah, Carlos, can you hear me? Can you see me? I can see you. I can hear you. 
How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. I appreciate you asking. Yeah. Well, that's good. You, you, you're in Prairie View, right? Houston or Prairie View? I am just outside of Prairie View, as a matter of fact. Uh, probably about okay. five minutes away from the campus. I, I don't want to intrude on their shoot-around time because they, uh, they're like any school in the arena. They want practices. You know, they don't want anybody in the arena when they're doing their practice or shoot around. I get it. I mean, 99% of the time it's okay, but there's that 1% that's not okay. And so that's, that's, the, that's why I'm here instead of at the baby dome, which in most cases I would be, and I don't think uh, most coaches would mind, but Hey, it's, I, I get it. It's a big game for Prairie View. It's a bigger game for all corn in terms of trying to win the, uh, win the regular season championship. Well, uh, earlier I talked about, you know, what's going on swag basketball, uh, particularly on, on the men's side, all corn, Texas, Southern, Southern, Southern dropped a, uh, a big one at home to your alma mater, Grambling state 61 to 57. And that's like, ouch, ouch. I, I really didn't. I'll be honest with you. I didn't see a loss coming, but Hey, congratulations to Grambling state. They sweep Southern university and you can't have those kind of slip ups at home. Charles and Grandma State hit a big three with a minute left in the game, and that's all she wrote. Grandma State sweeps Southern University, sixty-one to fifty-seven. So now uh, Southern University at home this weekend, today against Bethune Cookman, and then a dangerous FAMU team. I I'm going to say this: I believe Southern University will be focused after that loss and they cannot afford another loss at home and then next weekend they're on the road in Alabama to finish out the regular season yep um and and you know I, I will say this Carlos I was telling somebody this the other day I don't know what in the heck to expect in these games now I think you know based <laughs> on I mean I think you can you can safely say that I mean which team is going to be the flavor of the day you know the Braves started out red then uh Alabama and m right now, as well as Prairie View, two of the hottest teams in the league. Jackson State was hot. Texas Southern was hot. You don't expect here in the last week of the season. And it's going to be a frenetic finish at the end, you know, both at the top of the standings and at the bottom. You know, Jackson State, it was a huge loss to Alcorn last week. Uh, I think, you know, they are scrambling, trying to make the top eight. Uh, they're up on Alabama State, but they lost to Bama State in the only time that they played over in Montgomery. So they gotta they gotta handle their business. It's not guaranteed they're gonna get in. You know, considering where they were a year ago and where they are right now, it's truly a disappointment. But uh, I, I don't know what to expect. That FAMU Bethune game at home for Southern, those are two gimmies by no stretch of the imagination. No. You know, FAMU still has a shot at this thing with three games left. They, you know, a lot has to happen. It's out of their control. But what FAMU been in a row at one point in time. You know, Bethune Cookman came back from 15 down to Grandview and beat them. So I don't know what to expect. I mean, it's lost two one-point games at home. Who would have thought that? So I, I don't know what to expect with this whack race, Carlos. I do know that it's exciting for fans. It's exciting for me. It's exciting for the players and coaches that are playing for something really special. And I think this is what we've all been talking about with SWAC basketball. You know, what 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 to expect. 
expect. That's the beauty of it. How about expect the unexpected? <laughs> going going to the last two weekends, and and now you're playing for positioning, uh, seeding uh, for the tournament that's going to be in Birmingham. Um, let me say good morning to Michael Cavalier. Also, Chuck Hunt, checking in from Monroe, Louisiana. Charles, I finally visited Monroe, but it was under uh, not good terms. My best friend's father passed away. So, uh, long trip. Never been to Monroe now. I've put that off on the benchmark. Now I've got to make it to Grambling State University. But maybe after my comments today, I may not be welcome, but We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, Michael says that's a major uh, disappointment in front of the huge crowds last Saturday, talking about Southern University men uh, basketball team. It was a huge crowd, over 7,000. Um, also, uh, Jamar Scott, good morning, fellas. Carlos Brown, Cheryl and Charles, Edmund, good morning. Also, Johnny Johnson, um, good morning. And good morning to uh, everybody. So, Charles, a lot going on. Um, basketball in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Also got a chance to watch some of the Andre Dawson Classic. I really enjoyed that. And guess what? I love watching Southern and Jackson State, you know, because of what had happened in the tournament. And um, once again, Southern scored seven runs in the first game against Alabama State, seven against Jackson State, defeated Jackson State seven to five. Gremlin pounded Jackson State ten to one. And then Southern loses to FAMU 8-7. to seven. Wow. Scored seven three games. Um, going up against the, the Eastern Division early in the season, a good accounting of themselves. Had FAMU down 5-0, let them come back and, and get the victory. So Andre Dawson Baseball Classic, pretty good. I really enjoyed watching it. Yeah, and, you know, Alcorn had been in that uh, up until this past year, um, I really enjoy that classic because it gives you kind of a postseason feel with the games, especially now with FAMU and Bethune in there. Um, I, I do think it's some good baseball right off the bat. It, it, it doesn't say a whole lot because it's opening weekend. There's still a lot of pieces you still have to put together. You know, no team, no baseball team right now has it all figured out, but it's it it, it, it opens you up to see exactly what you got and what you don't have. So I like the intensity mm-hmm. Uh, I hate that we're not in it. I think we're expected to be to be back in it next year. We played McNeese to open up the season with our first-year head coach. But I, I enjoy that classic. I enjoy going on Friday and then coming back on Sunday. Major League Baseball Network broadcasting the games uh, today. I think it's, it's wonderful. And I hope it sticks around, you know. I think it will. I just think <clears throat> the quality of baseball is pretty good. And, uh, you know, some exciting games for sure. I mean – you know, for Jackson State, they got to get it done in the most important time. I think people still might be hung over from what happened in the SWAC championship game. They they played their worst baseball the last game and a half of the season last year in the SWAC baseball tournament, and uh, so they 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 want to they want to tone for what didn't happen last year. But I, I really like the Andre Dawson Classic, New Orleans. You can't beat it. Uh, just good games, good baseball, the intensity, the rivalry, the excitement. You can't beat that. And I, I really enjoy that, you know, for the first week of baseball season. And I also like uh, the interviews, Andre Dawson, they interviewed him and, and you, you're always learning something, you know, uh, came there, played football, had, had uh, 
older uncles that played at FAMU, uh, didn't work out, tried out for the baseball team, then earned a scholarship. Uh, just just good human interest uh, story. And uh, Kendrick Jackson, um, they interviewed him and, um, you know, still involved with Major League Baseball. So, yeah, good, good, good product. Hopefully uh, Alcorn State is back uh, next year, but some tremendous uh, baseball uh, being played. Now, Charles, got to get your thoughts. Grambling State hires Art Browns. Are you disappointed? I've had some people to say, well, they don't have a problem with it. But I've just given my opinion. You know, my wife always tells me everybody deserves second chances. We all make mistakes. We make tons of mistakes. And we get chances after chance after chance. Um, this, you know, our Browse made mistakes when he was a head coach at Baylor and stuff went on under his watch. Um, I am a believer in second chances because if I make a mistake, I hope I get one. But is this the right time, the right place or the right circumstance for all of that? Um, as a Grambling Knight myself, you know, I didn't have a problem with Hugh Jackson. Uh, first of all, you know, for, for me, you know, I, I thought Fobbs should have been given more time, but that's water under the bridge right now. I thought Hugh Jackson, a decent hire, good hire, and we'll see what happens. And now you have uh, Browse coming in. And just for a little bit of context, you know, he's been in line for other jobs um, at USM, as a matter of fact, with Jay Hobson was the coach there. They were going to bring in our Browse there, but that caught a lot of feedback and flack from the USM supporters. And it got to the point where the president who will be stepping down at the end of the semester, um, changed a policy in which any assistant coaches, uh, football coaches, will need to go through the president's office and make sure they're vetted properly. Um, I just think as a Gremlinite, I just, I'm just not quite comfortable with, with this particular hire. I'm good with Hugh Jackson. I mean, the momentum was terrific and all the interviews he's done. He was down at Natchez, you know, getting the casinos involved and all that other stuff. But this one, I'm just not feeling. Um, and I just hope that it, well, not hope, but I, it's going to happen. Spring practice is coming up, and it's going to be a distraction. And one thing you don't want is a first-year coach in this situation coming from the pro ranks to college and having this type of distraction hanging over your program. And I just hope, I, I hope it's not the case, but it's probably going to be the case because that's just who media is. It's going to be a distraction. And uh, I just hope it doesn't get any worse than what it already is turning out to be because there's going to be a lot of questions asked of Hugh Jackson, of Dr. Scott, of President Gallo. And um, I'm just not feeling this one, Carlos. I'm not in agreement with it. I was just texting somebody, a good friend of mine, just in the last hour about it. And I just feel like, yeah, we do deserve second chances, but is this the right second chance? Is this the right situation for the second chance or the third chance, whatever it is. As a Gremlin Knight, I'm going to say no. I'm sorry. I just can't I just can't get it. And, you know, I'm going to make mistakes and hopefully I'll get a second chance at whatever. But this situation, what happened at the previous place, it just doesn't sit well with me as well as a lot of people. And I think that's what you're seeing right now. Because I guarantee you the firestorm is just beginning. You know, this is Dr. Scott's first AD's job. 
You know, he's done a nice job. Thought Hugh Jackson was a good hire and all that other stuff. But this this is a firestorm that I don't think he or President Gallo or anybody at Graham, even Doug Williams has kind of said, I'm out. You know, and Doug Williams, I mean, a week ago, he was on top of the mountain with the Legacy Bowl and all that. And now he's in another situation in which he didn't agree with it. And he says, I'm done. Hopefully, yeah. you know, some. hopefully you can make amends. But, you know, Doug Williams, you can say whatever you want to say about Doug. There's a lot of people with good comments. Some people said Doug just, you know, he was a coach at Grambling, too. He's a Grambling Knight, too. Super Bowl champ. Mm-hmm. I just think you have to kind of respect his feeling. If he says he's out, and I know some people don't agree with a lot of things Doug has said and done, being in and out of the program, I think he's been more in than out at Grambling in terms of his support. But when Doug Williams says he's out, I think you gotta, I think you gotta take a step back yourself and say, you know what, what in the heck's going on here? And uh, so I, me personally, you asked me the question, I'm not comfortable with it, and me as being kind of in the media. I just hate to see this firestorm that's going to occur once spring practice starts because it's going to be a distraction. It's not going to be about Hugh Jackson and building this football program. It's going to be about Bryles and the hire, and that's what you don't want. You don't want it to be a distraction. It's going to be, and we'll see how Grambling handles it going forward. Well, and lost in all of this is the young ladies on campus. You know, men are dominating their lives. And in that situation where he's at, right, it's, it's Grambling State's decision. But if I'm the AD, I, I'm, not making the, I'm not making that decision. And how will the young ladies feel on campus? And, and it, it's really detailed some of the stuff that, that went on. Yeah, everybody deserves a second chance, but not at my school, you know. Go to a Power Five school. You notice they're not hiring any. They didn't hire him. They yeah. did not. He was he was in high school. So, you know, decisions have long term ramifications. You know, women on campus, professor, women professors. How are they going to feel? Nobody did. Anybody check with them? Did anybody ask them how they feel? You know, I know it's a man world, but it'd be nothing without a woman behind them. And so, I, yeah, it's a firestorm. You're right. And again, I think it, it goes back to, hey, I've got to win. I've got to win now. I understand the pressure. But at what cost? Again, that's the question. At what cost? Now, if Grammar State comes out and, and sets the world on fire in football season, oh, yeah, people will forget about it. But I won't. Yeah. No. I know some people will there are some people that will forget about it. Absolutely. When it comes to winning, you know, all, you, and you see this with programs all the time. Stuff gets swept under the rug when you're winning, but when you're losing, coaches get fired, assistant coaches get fired, all that stuff bubbles up to the surface when you don't win. And again, I mean, I, I understand the students are gonna probably a lot of female students, professors. Athletic people might have an issue with it. Might we don't know because we haven't talked to any of them. But I'm sure you know they're they're thinking about it as well. I, I just hope Grambling Athletics, Brian Howard, the uh, media relations, athletic media relations director, public relations office there, at Grambling State University. I hope they all put their heads together and deal with the game plan of the firestorm that's going to be coming. It's already started via social media. You're already seeing it. 
already. But once spring practice mm-hmm. starts, it's all out there in the open. You know, Hugh Jackson's going to be out there every day. Browse is going to be out there every day trying to build the offense. And that's going to be the question and questions going forward between now and the time the season starts. Um, and I just, as, as, an, as an alum, you hate the negative publicity. And I'm a Grambling Knight at heart. You know, I should be donating more money to the cause, but I haven't. And I apologize for that. Uh, but just from the court of public opinion and publicity, because I follow publicity everywhere, include my alma mater, Alcorn, everywhere. It's, this just, just doesn't sit right with me. And I just hope and pray that all parties get together and kind of deal with this in a respectable manner. But I, I don't know if that's going to be the case, just considering the track record and the places where he's been and he's tried to go. It has been a firestorm everywhere and it's going to be even more of a fire because of where the program is. Program was down, new head coach, new start, new AD, kind of a fresh start with uh, the football program. And now you have this, that's kind of taken away a lot of the momentum. It's tough right now. And I just, I hope they figure out a way to deal with it. Well, that's the big news. Grammar State hires Art Browns. Whether you agree or disagree, looking at some of the comments um, and knowing some Grambling Knights, it's it's almost a point. It's 50-50. You know, it, it, it's kind of a civil war behind the scenes. And when you hire somebody, and let me just say this, if Southern, if Coach Dewey would have hired Art Browns, I would feel the same doggone way. But I'd probably be more upset because you don't have to, to, to do that. And once again, opportunities for coaches that have gone through the process, look at them an opportunity. And again, Coach Browns, hey, nothing, I don't have anything personally against him, but hey, go rejuvenate your career at a Power 5 school. But it's interesting, no one has hired him on that. And then we have to be careful. We have to be careful, Charles, that whenever something like this happened, oh, we can go to an HBCU and get hired from on-the-job training, never coached a, a doggone day of football. But, hey, you can you can come to our schools. We are so forgiving. No, it's about reputation and legacy. And I think of Grandma State University as a tremendous legacy. They were very dominant, had some lean times. Coach Forbes, they did a great job. Now they're trying to get back to that legacy. Remember that. To me, it's all about the legacy and doing the right thing. Going to take a time out. When I come back, it'll be more of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. 
Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992 or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, authentic Caribbean cuisine. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon, so now she's free to become... Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language, and she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves. Nope. Nope. Come on, him? Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Oh, that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger that's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me, Me too. Hey. Really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, 
Don't delay. Call Cuvay. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. It's always good to uh, come back in from a commercial on the human jukebox. I got to get Coach Petaway uh, down to Baton Rouge for, for, for a football game. Uh, Coach, good uh, good morning. Still morning, Central Standard Time, 11.50. How you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing fine, man. Now, Carlos, you got to remember now, I, I've been to Baton Rouge for three games now. We'll I've get you for another one. <laughs> I've been down there for three homecoming games. Uh, I remember when we first opened our stadium up, our president, Dr. John Gibson, he and I took a trip down. We wanted to see how uh, we were still trying to get our tailgating and everything set up for our home games. And he wanted to see how some of the other schools did it. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I came down the same weekend that he did. We did a tour of the campus, man, and it was amazing. And that tour gave us a lot of ideas as to how we should have our tailgate area and what we should should allow and not allow on campus. And it, it was a great experience. And then the next time I came down is when a and played and we had that big monsoon. I brought my daughter down. My oh, daughter yeah. was still in high school then. And uh, she came down. She had on her new Nikes. And uh, we came down to that monsoon and the water came up to our ankles. Oh and, wow! Uh, I, I, I've been down to three three football games. I've been I enjoy the atmosphere down there. Did and, you have some good smiling. tailgating? Was, yeah, yeah, we tailgated too. I got a chance to go into this dorm uh, where they had A and M set up, and they they gave me some gumbo. Uh, Coach Doctor Gibson and I ate gumbo. It was nice. Everybody was nice to us, and uh, it, it was a great experience. A lot of people recognized me as the basketball coach. They didn't know my president now, but they knew me as the basketball <laughs> coach. And uh, it, it, it was fun. And we got some great ideas that A&M still follows right now when it comes to fo- football day on campus. Yeah, that was great. But, you know, it's it's time to come again. I'll put it that way. Then. <laughs> oh, yeah. time, time, time to come again. And, uh, boy, Dr. Gibson. You mentioned Dr. Gibson. That 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 was my buddy in the press box. Uh, oh, he yeah. saved me a couple – he saved him a couple of times, Charles, from getting tossed out of the press box because you know you can't cheer. You can't cheer, and then I, I, I helped him a couple of times, and uh, you know, hey, he, he's he's journeyed to the ancestors realm, but uh, hmm, he was a great, great guy, mathematician. He used to tell me, Carlos, yep. you can't be afraid of math. You got to work 
You got to work. You got to work. <laughs> and that's what I did. And I got out with, uh, with a B. How about that? But anyway, <laughs> Coach Petaway, Charles. That's good because I see my way off with Mal. <laughs> yeah, I think it was more of a mental thing, but you know, you one thing I say about that: if you have a Monday, Wednesday, Friday class, you don't miss. You yep, do not yep. miss. It's like building blocks. Well, Coach Petaway, you're 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 better than me. You said you seed your way out. I deed my way out. How about that? <laughs> oh wow! Wow! Oh yeah. wow! <laughs> Yeah, they can yeah, have now. Hey, I, I wasn't good on the sideline, man. We would have a lead, like, okay, for instance, one game. Uh, I got on to one of my players, and when I sat down, Coach, Coach Hayes, my sister said, Coach, why are you getting on him? I said, this joker's making a mistake like that with this close game. He looked up, he said, Coach, this game ain't close. He said, that, <laughs> you know, we had a bigger lead. But, see, I interpreted wrong because I'm not good at – that's quick math looking at the scoreboard. <laughs> and, and I screwed it up, and so I had to apologize to the kid, man. I'm sorry. I thought I thought it was a close game, and you, and you were making a bonehead play during a close game. So it, that math has always been so. Coach Coach Hayes has been my saving grace. That's why he was right next to me. He can interpret the numbers real quick. <laughs> yeah, and, and you you you, you got to have it too. And speaking oh, of yeah. the numbers, Coach. Of course, I'm a Southern alum. Disappointed, and I'm sure you've been, you've, you felt this before. You, you're oh, at yeah. home against your big, your big rival, and I, I, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I was shocked, disappointed, but more disappointed that Southern dropped the 61 to 57 decision at home against Grambling State. And congratulations, Grambling State. They came into a. Uh, an atmosphere that was very hostile, over 7,000. Right, I saw that. Activity center. Yeah, seat 7,500. And uh, Grandma hits a a, a late three with the guy in his face, and that was all she wrote. Now Southern has to uh, take care of business at home again this weekend then go on the road to uh, your territory in Alabama. Right. Remember I told you earlier I felt like it was going to come down to that, that last weekend. Well, now Southern can't control it because with Texas Southern, because Texas Southern controls their future now. Uh, you know, if, if I was basing everything on Southern holding serve at home, and I was very disappointed that, that Southern lost that home game to Gramlin because I thought if they won that game, that would put them in a position where they could wrap up the championship on the road. But mm-hmm. now they're going to need some help uh, on, after – playing at home this weekend and then coming on the road to Alabama, they're going to lead a, lead a lot of help. And I was very impressed. I really liked the fact that the uh, fans came out for that game. That's one of the first things that caught my attention was the attendance. And I'm, that means that SWAC basketball is on its way back full-fledged in terms of attendance. The actual play is there. But the fans coming to the games, I, I think that that's a big plus. I really like that. And I, I just hope it continues. I hope it carries over into the SWAT tournament where the fans will come out. And, and that would be a good thing. And and now, if um, if you look, we'll, we'll start on the on, on the men's side as far as uh, the standings. It, it, it's interesting because Southern swept Texas Southern, 
Right. They lost to Alcorn, the, the, the only time that they meet in the regular season. So now Alcorn, Charles and Coach Pettaway, they, they're doing the Texas two-step this weekend. So we're going to have a clear picture. Alcorn, you would think, would like to split on the road, but hell, I think they would want to win both. But it, it's going to be tough in Texas. Right. They, they got to get, uh, in order for Southern to have a shot, they got to beat Texas Southern. Alcorn has to beat Texas Southern in order for Southern to have a shot. So that's a very big game. In fact, on, on, on the men's side, on the men's side, that's that's going to be my game of the week. Even though I, this week, this week I got two now. I got uh -huh. two this week. Okay, with 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 uh, Mississippi Valley going to Arkansas Pine Ball and George Ivory going back. I I I like that. I like that. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. I, I well, don't know what happened. I'm still trying to find out uh, what happened to Coach, but with George taking over and going back to Pine Bluff, I, I think that's going to be a very emotional game. It, 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 it will, guys. And uh, Texas Southern, 11-4 in conference. Southern, a half game back, 10-4. Alcorn State, 10-4. But again, Alcorn has the tiebreaker against Southern University. Southern University has a tiebreaker against Texas Southern. Unbelievable. Right. Grambling State, 9-5. FAMU, 9-6. Alabama and m 8-7. But the two hottest teams, if you look at it, Alabama and m on a four-game winning streak and Prairie View. Right. Four-game winning streak. So, Charles, Alcorn at, at, at Prairie View and Texas Southern. Tough Texas two-step. It is, um, and this is what it's all about. I mean, if you're playing for a championship, this is the toughest road trip of the year. The Braves have played better on the road, believe it or not. You know, we've dropped a couple of home games, heartbreakers at home. And Landon Bussey is very, you know, upfront in saying that he likes his team's chances on the road because of the fact that during all of November and December, we played every game on the road. So his team is very comfortable playing on the road and just having mm. more control of your team on the road. Not saying you don't at home, but when you're on the road, you have a lot more to control. So yep. he feels very comfortable that, that the Braves can get it done on the road. And I, I hung out with Coach Buster the last couple of days. We both flew in on the same flight, so we had many a conversation. And he said, Mr. Charles, I want this one Saturday, meaning this one today. His former yep. stomping grounds, mm. he wants this game badly. He, I mean, you can look at his eyes and tell he wants this one. Uh, former place of employment. A lot of people don't know Landon Bussey was the women's coach as well at Prairie View, as well as an assistant uh, at, for the men's side. He wants this one bad, and we let one get away at our place in the first go-around. So this is the one he wants. The Braves do have the tiebreaker, as, as we've talked about, on Texas Southern as well as Southern. But if the Braves slip up, Gramlin's right there. Gramlin wanted all corn. Gramlin beat Southern. Uh, so Grambling is not that far off the pace as well. So you yep. cannot discount Grambling in this equation. I do think it's a four-team race, Texas Southern, Southern Alcorn, Grambling, FAMU at nine and six. Uh, I think they're on the outside looking in there. Yep. But this is a huge road trip for this Braves team. We barely got by Texas Southern at home. They had a couple of point-blank shots in the last – Four seconds that they couldn't convert. We are able to, to, to win at home. But you know they're laying in the cut for us when we go over there on Monday. Regardless of what happens tonight, 
as Coach Petaway mentioned, the game Monday night is the game for Alcorn. Yep. We got to get that yep. one Monday. Not saying we're looking ahead, but we got to get that one Monday. And this one tonight was just kind of a precursor to Monday night. Yeah. Um, we had, I think Ralph said basically, doesn't Southern want Texas Southern to beat Alcorn? Yes. Southern has to take care of business at home. Saturday, today, this evening, and then Monday, and then hope that Alcorn loses, particularly the Texas Southern game. So with all that being said, and, you know, it's going to come down, we talked about it, come down to the last weekend. Who has the most pressure, Coach Petaway? I always <laughs> like these kind of questions. Who has the most pressure? Texas Southern, Southern Alcorn State, or Grambling State? Out of the four that Charles mentioned. Well, I'm gonna I'm say the te- uh, Texas Southern because they're playing at home. I, I think you don't mm-hmm. you don't want to lose. You you got a chance to uh, to win a championship. You playing at home. I think it's more pressure that way. The people on the road they're not expected to win. I mean, nothing other than the people in that locker room. Yeah, as a coach in the locker room, you expect your team to win on the road. But in terms of your fans and stuff, they're not looking for you to win on the road. So I, I think it's the Texas Southern. I think the pressure's on them. They they've got to win. Uh, if you look at Southern, well, you know Coach Wood is gonna he's gonna have, he's got to have those kids ready to play now because they lost at home. And 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 if, if he's gonna stay in the race, he's got to win too. But that's pressure he's putting on himself. But I think the most pressure is gonna be on Texas Southern. That's just me. And in all corners, I guess in in, in the sweet spot. Right. If, if if they go on the road and split or if win, then uh, Charles, what's their last two games? They're they're at home or on the road. At home. They're at home against Valley and Pine Bluff. Right. Mm-hmm. At home. And see, with them yeah. having the tiebreaker, they're in good position. They're in a sweet spot. But I, I, I'm gonna oh, say this: I think Texas Southern's got their their last three games at home, and they got I think they got preview at home, if I'm not mistaken, the end of the year. But their last three games are at home, so I think Texas Southern clearly has the most pressure because they're playing at home, and the expectation is that they should win at home. And we, right. we've seen this throughout the course of conference. The first two, and I'll never forget this, the first two weekends of conference, the road teams on the women's and men's side won 12 games. 12 mm-hmm. road teams won the first couple of Saturdays of the regular season. And you're seeing throughout the course of this league, this season, where more road teams – or winning. We lost some big road games, I mean, some big home games. You know, we lost to Grambling. We lost uh, to Bethune-Cookman. We lost uh, another home game in there. So we, we've, we've lost some home games. And so there's pressure on teams at home more than yep. we've seen in years past. So it, it, right. it's not a gimme. As good as Prairie View has played at home at the Baby Dome today, there's no guarantee that they're going to get it done. Texas Southern, you know, Jackson State is, is a team that, you know, they're fighting for their tournament lives right now. I mean, they're half game up in that eighth spot, but they only played Bama State one time in Montgomery. They're not going to play them again, and they lost. So Jackson State has to handle their business if they want to make the tournament. There's pressure there when they come home to take on Valley and George Ivory and that 2-3 zone. I guarantee you, he's the interim coach, and he's probably teaching them <laughs> yep. that 2-3 zone right now. Yep. I guarantee yep. you that. Yeah, uh, um, I, I do think just 
Yeah, yeah. I mean that that I mean that's that's George Ivory, that two three zone. And I do think that uh George Ivory, just a little nugget, I don't know what's gonna happen, but just my own personal take, George Ivory might have that job permanently. Uh I don't know what the administration's thinking, but we can talk about it. But you know, George Ivory can hmm. recruit in Mississippi. He's got the pipeline, the JUCO pipeline at Pine Bluff. He always had two or three kids, four kids from Mississippi. He knows the Mississippi talent. He's back in Mississippi. I would not be surprised if I don't know, but I would not be surprised if Ivory gets that job permanently and improves Valley from what they are. I mean, if you look at what he did at Pine Bluff, I mean, if he does that at Valley, I think it's a win-win for Valley. I mean, considering where yeah. they've been and where George Ivory could take them. But that's a whole other topic for another day. But Jackson State, they've got to be able to get at least one on this Texas swing to set themselves up to try to make the top eight because they could very well fall out of the top eight if they stumble and Bama State gets hot because they Bama State at one time had won three or four in a row. Well, right. This, going to be this race is very interesting, and you're right, Charles. Uh, uh, Texas Southern does close out with that with their rival game against uh, Prairie View on uh, uh, March the 5th, so that's going to be a very interesting game. So really, this uh, the championship is going to come down to the last week. I think it's going to come down to that last weekend. We may not know the, the, the actual champion until uh, next Saturday. That's the way this race is is, uh, is heating up. That's what we could see. And, Coach Fedway, you said that the whole time, that it yep. could uh, end that way on the men's side. Now, on the women's side, you got one dominant, dominant team. So we know who that is, Jackson State. Overall, 16-6, and 14-0 in the conference. But then for that second spot, Alabama State, 11-4. Alabama and m 10-5. Texas Southern, 10-5. And, and Southern, 9-5. And, and in Prairie View, 9-6. But 14-game winning streak for Jackson State. Alabama State's on a five-game winning streak. See how it seems that that win at Southern catapulted them to where they're at now. Alabama and them a four-game winning streak. Texas Southern a four-game winning streak. Southern bounced back 59 to 49 over Grambling, but but guys, they needed that victory in the worst way. They they were coming off of a three-game losing streak. So with that being said, Jackson State number one, but uh, Alabama State, Alabama and them, Texas Southern Southern, and Prairie View, and then even throwing Grambling State. How is that race going to end on the final play date? Well, I, I think it's going to come down to, to who is that uh, number two seed. And <clears throat> that's why today I've got my, my women's game of the week is going to be the, the state and A&M game because that'll be for second place um, mm-hmm. in, in the conference. And I think that should be the goal now, these, these last the number two, number three, number four, they should be trying to find a way to get to that number two seed. You want to stay. You want to avoid Jackson State at all costs until the championship game, and I and I think that's why the race for number two is so important. And we're gonna find out today in Huntsville. We'll find out if uh, if A and M or Bama State uh, if they're gonna stand up and say I'm number two belongs to me. We'll see that this afternoon at two o'clock. And it's gonna be interesting because if if, if if again, if I can look at Southern University, they were very consistent. Then they went to a losing streak at, at, at a very difficult time. 
two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I would have said a strong contender to be the number two seed. Now, guys, yeah. they could they could fall all the way to the fifth seed. You know, <laughs> hopefully the third seed is is where I would like to see them since they can't, you know, t- the second seed may be tough. But, boy, fourth or fifth, then you know what happens in, in, in the second round. So it's funny how yeah. things can happen very quickly. Yeah, it's called parity. That that's why we're seeing this. Uh, yeah, I mean, other other than Jackson State, it, everything is bunched together. I mean, you know, J- Jackson State has that dominant team for the women, but other than that, the other school, the other from two through seven, that that's pretty bunched up. Yeah, two through seven. Well, well, Carlos, I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little bit different approach as far as you know. We know Jackson State's gonna win the regular season. And right. of course, yep. it all kind of starts and stops with them. We saw them last week, and they—they're they, just terrific. I mean, they have been dominant. Uh, they're fourteen and zero. But I'm gonna say this: if you look back over the last month of the season, Jackson State has kind of stumbled out of the gates in in, in tough first quarters. Now, good teams rebound from bad starts, but if you just think about what Jackson State's dealt with over the last five six games. They've kind of stumbled a little bit in the first quarter. And knowing Coach Reed, I don't know her that well, but just watching her presence on the sideline, she's looking for perfection or as best to it as you possibly can. And she knows that her team can't take their foot off the gas. And a bad first quarter could lead to a bad ending at the end of the game. Because once you get into the tournament, it's about defense, getting stops, and just being able to knock down shots. And sometimes the ball just doesn't fall through the bucket as freely in, in postseason. Teams guard you and defend you. Now, we did a pretty decent job last week in holding uh, Misha Williams in check somewhat. But they've got so many great players around her. You can triple team her and then you leave somebody open. Covington and the little kids, they're, they're, they're just going to hurt you. But if, if Amisha isn't on, those shooters aren't on, and they kind of get frustrated because they've been blowing teams out, um, it could get a little tight in the tournament, and that—that's what I think it's all about for them. So I'll say this: Jackson. Wait a minute! Wait a minute. wait a minute, Charles! Wait a minute! Hold it! Am I? Yeah. Am I getting a hint that you think Jackson State women can um, get upset? No, I know you're not um, saying that. I'm not saying no, but but <laughs> but it's the postseason. Hey, Carlos. Let's let's turn the clock back to let's we're, turn the clock back to swag baseball. We have to have a wage on this. I, yeah, I understand. I said that three. I said it two three weeks ago. It's the same thing. Jackson State baseball was dominant in the regular season, twenty four and zero. Then they get to the postseason. They have a thirteen to one lead against Gremlin. Lose that, they win the game, and then they play the worst baseball in the last two innings of the championship game. Not saying that's going to happen to Jackson State's women, but. Have they been challenged? No. I'm sure Coach Reed and Coach Petaway, you can probably speak to this. When you're dominant like they've been, I'm sure Coach Reed wants to find something to get mad about. Right. Something to, to stay on them about. Because it is easy. And it can, and when it's hard, it's tough. But when it's easy, it's tough. Because when you yep. when you run into a wall, what are you going to do? Jackson hasn't run into that as of yet. And that's that's my only thing. They're the best team in the conference, no question. And I'm not a Jackson State hater. I've been accused of that during baseball season. I'm not. Oh, I'm not you, Charles. No, yes, yes, I have. I have, and I'm probably going to be accused of it again, just making these statements. But what I am saying is that when you're that dominant, 
and you haven't been challenged, what happens when you do get challenged? Now, Jackson State last year was challenged in the postseason and down the stretch of the regular season. But they've just been they've just been blowing teams out of the water. So if you're Coach Reed, Coach Petaway, how do you how do you keep your team focused? Because you've already won the regular season, you're blowing teams away. And so what do you what can you get mad about? You gotta find something to keep the edge going. Right. You gotta have that edge. And what you do is you you find in that film room, you find things that we're not doing exactly right. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's not perfect. There's always, you know, when, you know, the 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 thing is now you want to show all positive things doing film session, but you got to point out a couple of things that the team is not doing as well. And you focus in on that because you've got to keep that edge because you're absolutely correct because they've been blowing people out and they've been so dominant. They could lose that edge. But as a coach, you got to keep them on point by finding things that they can continue to work on. You got to let continue to let them know, it's not over with. The job is not finished. We still we still got games to win. We still can be better because we're not playing 40 consecutive minutes the way we should be playing. So you got to find some little things that that'll keep that edge going. And you got to you got to do that to keep them motivated. Because and, the game is not so easy for them. It's 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 uh it's easy for them to fall into that mode where we don't have to put out as much because we're better. So you got to keep them on edge. And, and here's I the think- sad part about it, Carlos, and this is what we've been talking about, and this is, you know, let's just turn this clock back to November and December, okay? Non-conference play, at-large, automatic bid, as good as Jackson State mm-hmm. is, and they're, you know, they're 14-0. and 0. Let's say they go 18-0, and 0, and they stumble and don't win the SWAC tournament. It's yep. the WNIT. They're probably not going to get in that large bid, and it's, it'll be a doggone shame. Nope. based on what yep. they've done. And so that's that's the thing that gets me as a, as a supporter of the SWAC and want to see the SWAC do well, just like Jackson State baseball, 24-0. We were hoping for that large bid. It didn't happen in baseball. It's probably not going to happen in basketball, even though there's 68 teams. Um, and, and so you so you hate that. But that that's kind of, you know, you, it's a it's a one shot. It's You have one crack at it. You have one yep. bite at the apple. Yep. And it would be great to see – you could sit here and say if the conference were doing well in non-conference, where Jackson State would probably get in that large if they don't win the SWAC tournament, but that's probably not going to happen as great as they've been. Well, so that, that's kind of the, the way I'm looking at it. And I'm disappointed, too, because our girls won't be in the tournament. We're we're not going to make the top eight. It's been tough injuries and just just didn't get it done. you know. And so it's it's tough on that end. But, you know, when, when you look at the women's race, and I hate to get off track, kind of go off on a tangent there, but – I'm just looking at Jackson State and just seeing where they are, as dominant as they've been. Can they keep that up? Can Coach find something to get mad about? But I've talked with our coach, Nate Kilbert, about it. He believes Bama State, because of the number of bigs that they have, their depth in the post could give Jackson State some problems. And I, and I saw you know, when I saw them play Alcorn at one time, they do have a number of players in the low post. And then, you know, you got you got Dorianna Lewis at Alabama A&M, you know, she can give you 20 and 15, but how much energy can she give you and does she run out of gas? Because she is their low post. But TSU's got a lot right. of players they can throw at Jackson State as well. So I think on the women's side, I think there are a lot of teams that can that can pinch Jackson State a little bit and defend them a little bit better in the postseason. And all it takes is for a team to get red hot and for Jackson to be a little bit off because yeah. they, they've been so dominant. 
All it takes is that one slip of the foot. I mean, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I'm sure for Coach Reed, I'm sure she's thinking about that. Well, the motivation is they've got to win the tournament. That's motivation enough. I'm still not convinced. It's Jackson State's championship to lose. And you mentioned about the conference. We know what needs to be done in the non-conference play, Coach Petaway. We have to oh, structure yeah. it where you've got to you've got to start playing teams, not necessarily one to fifty, but 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 that next level, and then even the third level, and start having some success. Then one day maybe you can get in that large. But yeah, that that would be the motivation for me. Look, we if we don't win it, we look at film. I'm the coach. I've got to really now make sure that we can improve on something. There's always something to improve on. But guess what, Charles? Jackson State, they will win the women's tournament. I'm saying it right now. If I'm wrong, I'll blame you, Charles. But, uh, you you know, they have a lot of talent. And, you know, Alabama State has played them tough in the last couple of tournament championships. But Coach Petaway and Charles, I like Jackson State on the women's side to win it all. That's my pick. Even before the regular season is over. Now, on the men's side, have no no clue. It's four teams, nope. as Charles said, yep. four teams. Coach Petaway, any um, closing comments that you want to talk about? Well, I, I'm, I just, I'm so elated that the SWAC race is coming down to this. I, I really like, uh, for the teams that I've seen in person, I think these coaches are doing an outstanding job. SWAC basketball looks good real bright for the future. I think we got some very talented coaches on the men and women's side in our league. And I'm looking forward to the rest of this season. And I'm really looking forward to that SWAC tournament. I think it's going to be awesome. And our fans need to get behind these their teams and push them on and come out to the SWAC tournament. I think Birmingham is going to be the place to be. And I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I, I think it's just great for basketball. It's great for the SWAC. Yeah, and, and speaking of non-conference, overall, Texas Southern 13-11, and 11, Southern 15-11. and 11. And by the way, Southern's lost to Grandma. That was the one of the few teams left that hadn't lost a home game. And so, once again, congratulations to uh, Grambling State. Coach Petaway, we're going to have to talk a little NBA next time. Um, okay, that's fine. You, you, you know who my team is. I had, they had, a, had a nice victory, and um, I thought about you last night. I yep. mean, the, all yep. of the injuries they've had, they are truly a team, and it's the culture. It's right. the culture. Charles, you're a Lakers guy, right? Yep. Just okay. the opposite. I feel sorry the for culture you. ain't there. I'm, I'm sorry. The culture ain't there right now. <laughs> yep. uh, hey, it is what it is. The culture ain't there right now. Yep, that's yeah. true. That is true. Yeah, yeah, let me say something about the culture because because Pat Pat Riley is the leader of that ship. And when LeBron and D. Wade and Chris Bosch, you know, I think LeBron wanted to kind of push his weight around in Miami and Pat Riley pushed back and he said the culture is the culture and you see what's happened. Miami has kind of steadied the ship. Yeah, LeBron's won a couple of titles, but you see where the culture is now in L.A., they got to do something with Russell Westbrook, and it, it's just—it's not a great time to be a Laker right now. They lost yesterday, and uh, I don't know if the Lakers going to get 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 through that play in or even the first round, which is disappointing. 
if you're a Laker fan, and I'm one of them. Um, LeBron says he's committed to being a Laker for a long time, but then he says if his son, wherever his son goes, he's going to be going. If, if it's not L.A., wherever. So, I mean, it's the Lakers are just all over the doggone place right now. But I love Pat Riley because he's steady as it goes. The, the, it's, the standard is the standard in Miami. And uh, despite the pieces coming in and now Jimmy Buckets and Eric Spolstra, that's a rock-solid organization. And they've been rock-solid for a long time, with or without LeBron. But, but Charles, don't you think that LeBron has to take some of the blame now for that roster that they have in L.A.? I mean, he didn't want to play with those young take guys. A lot of those it. young guys going off, and they're playing well. All of, everybody that was on that team when LeBron got there, those young kids that they got rid of, they excelling wherever they are. All they needed yeah. was some was leadership and an opportunity to play. So he's got to accept some of that responsibility, man, for destroying that team. Oh, I I, mm-hmm. I agree. I think I think LeBron, being of, of older age, I think he wants older guys around him. I don't. I'm not so sure. Other than maybe a handful of players in the league that are young, that you know the the, the trade youngs of the world and some of these other young cats that are doing it in the NBA. LeBron wants older guys, veteran guys around him. The Westbrooks, the Hardens, and you 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 see it. It's finally coming back on them right now. And so they're yep. capped out. They they're gonna have to dump a bunch of salary. Russ's contract you can't do anything with. So this is, you know, when you make your bed, you lay in it. And the Lakers are stuck yep. the rest of the They didn't make any deals at the trade deadline. Jeannie Buss has pretty much said, this is what you wanted. This is what you got. Now we got to live with it because she probably doesn't want to go anymore into the luxury tax. It's a ton of money for a product that is not there right now. So I'm a Laker fan for a lot. I love the Lakers, but they are stuck right now. I hate it, but. You know, we get, you know, LeBron has to figure something out, and I don't know what the options are other than dumping Westbrook, taking the hit. I, I don't know if LeBron's still, still still vested in it. You know, we, we saw it in Miami. We saw it in Cleveland twice. You know, with these losses, how much is LeBron really vested in this thing? Knowing that you're right, coach, a lot of it is on him. He might shoulder the blame one time during the offseason and say, hey, all that's on me. But right now, yeah. he's putting pressure on the organization to figure something out, and there ain't nothing to figure out right now. Yeah, uh, and I also tough. think, uh, and I also think another huge thing is what are they going to do with Anthony Davis? Some people call him the Glass Man. Um, very <laughs> talented, very talented. I mean, really, you start there. Are they going to move him? Does Does Anthony Davis? Uh, he makes a great salary. Does he? change his training regimen does he from a nutritional standpoint does he does he get better that, that just a lot of questions you know I, I could throw a I could throw a rock and hide my hand but I, I'm not because the Eastern <laughs> Conference is, is, is tough as it is and so uh, hopefully uh, the East will have an opportunity Milwaukee's the champions un- until they're defeated so yeah we'll we'll see we'll see what happens Coach, continue to stay blessed, and um, you and your family be safe. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, God bless, and everybody be safe. See you guys next time. Thank you. All right. That was Coach Van Petaway joining us here on the Coach Brown Show. Going to take a quick timeout. When I come back, two guests left. Coach Valdez joins us, and then uh, Brandon B.J. Jones. You're watching the Coach Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. Supermarket sushi, really? 
No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. (laughs) We all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, 
This is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon, so now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language, and she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves. Nope. Nope. You want him? Ooh, I like him. The Quicker Picker Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker Upper. Oh, that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger. That's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. Really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvée. Back to this week's edition of the Carlos Brown Show, right here on the Black College Sports Network. We found him. He's double dipping. He's at a softball game, St. James High School, in the beautiful city of Vashry, Louisiana. South Louisiana is totally different, Charles, than Central and North Louisiana. If you're from Louisiana, you know what I mean. Coach Valdez, good good afternoon to you. <laughs> Good afternoon, guys. It's busy, man. We uh, so we do different things. We had a boucherie earlier, where that's a hog killing. So I had to go and do that for a little bit and come to a softball game. And we're in a fresh set in the high school. So uh, the we're down four to three right now in the bottom of the six. So it's got a, got a very good game going on out here. Yes, yeah, it sounds like it um, was before we came back. We were listening to to the crowd and. Uh, they're very into to, to the ball game. Uh, coach, a couple yeah. of things going on. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I hear the crowd now. Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll uh, get another report. It's, it's, like I said, down here, I had to come in the, I had to come in the press box. I, um, 
I don't want to brag on our facilities. I had to come in the box a little bit, y'all, because it's uh, it's uh, it's kind of rowdy down at the bottom, uh, you know. So, but it's good though, man. It's good. How you guys doing? Well, we're doing doing all right. We've talked some um, Southern University basketball. A, a, a disappointing loss by the men last week to the arch rival Grambling State, and you know I said last week. Now Grambling State is starting to bother me now. I'm, I'm almost ready to put them in the category with Texas State. <laughs> do, well, you, do you think that Grambling has our number right now? Well, yeah, according to them, they do. But, you know, get, yeah. give me a game or anything with Jackson State. It, it doesn't matter. It's on. But, hey, congratulations right. to Grambling State for women. Uh, Southern women won 59-49. to 49. In baseball, Southern University won two out of three in Andre Dawson Classic. Uh, they lost to Roy School, the engineer, the producer, FAMU. Uh, <laughs> and, and they were up 5-0, to zero, and they lost that ball game 8-7. to seven. So, um, you know, it, it could be um, could be a very important weekend. And then we had the big story, and I don't know if you can even, you know, being a head football coach, talk about it, but uh, Grambling State made some news with uh, their highest offensive coordinator. And, and Charles, you said you – you got a text message saying everybody deserves a second chance? Yeah. Um, it's just a- moments ago, there's one person, and I text my opinion about it, and he texts me mm-hmm. uh, an addition from the dictionary, forgiveness. The action or process, or the action or process, or forgiving, or being forgiven. So basically, this individual won't call the name and saying, hey, you made mistakes, let's forgive him. And let's move on. Let's give them another opportunity right here at Grandma State University. Well, that's that's part of the whole stuff on social media, too. I mean, just, hey, we all make mistakes. I've made mistakes. Is it the level of a mistake? Is it the level of a mistake that you committed? I've been on record as saying I don't I don't agree with this, considering first-year coach trying to get the program back where it needs to be. This is definitely a hiccup, and it's going to be a distraction. Let's bring balls to parts. It's going to, they're going to ask about this. and So I, I, I'm concerned about it. I'm sure people will move on. Grambling will move on. But for me, I, I'm not in total agreement with this decision. I'm with Doug Williams. I'm not out like Doug is. Doug said he's out. I'm not out. I'm still with the black and gold, but I don't agree with this. Coach Valdez, you – you have a comment? It's it's tough, man. This is this is tough, and I, I texted um, because I told you, I, and I, I consider Hugh Jackson will always have the pro mindset, and I, I, to a certain degree, pro coaches are a little bit desensitized, you know, in some areas. They're just result driven, and I think that decision was basically made on an opportunity to win and and provide results. I think that. Um, he didn't factor that Ted White was going to be moving on so fast uh, to Houston, Texas. Um, but you know, when you bring in all brows, all brows has a lot of baggage. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot going on there. Uh, I'm with Charles. I'm, I'm not at the point where I am with uh, Doug Williams. Is I, I think that you know, your alumni, you, you have to be able to still be there. You love the school. You know, you don't love the bodies in the school. You know, I, I love Southern University. I don't necessarily have to always agree with all of the decisions but i love southern university and so but i think that um this puts a lot of negative attention on an early start with a new regime in terms of hugh jackson uh so 
all eyes are going to be on him. And, uh, you're going to have to win. Since you made that decision to, to go that route, you're going to have to win, and you're going to have to try and hope that winning is going to ease a lot of the concerns of people and a lot of you know distrust that you've garnered from that decision. Um, I don't know. I think that uh, you know. I think that the guy probably you know served his you know punishment or whatever. I mean, I think that everybody deserves a chance, but you know, is it the right fit right now uh, for an HBCU? You know, would, if a black coach would have done that, would he be given the same opportunities at another university like we're giving our brothers? And so we talk about, you know, uh, uh, with all things being fair and equal, would we be able to have that same opportunity he's been getting somewhere else? Yeah, I mean, he, he can get a second chance. I just think it should be at a power five school or a group of five. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. Right. And, hey, we... we, we we can agree and disagree. I know some people are going to say, wow, look what um, you're saying. Everybody deserves a second chance. I understand that. It's basically with me about the decision. Now, Coach and Charles, I, I really believe now with the mindset now, you've got to win and you got to win so quick. Is that? Yes. I think they, they take a chance. They're willing to take the chance. And, and if this and if this would have been the situation with Southern, I still would be against it, and I would be even angry because I don't think you just have to go that that route. It's got to be a perfect fit. So we'll see. And, and the pressure's on them now. And looking at that schedule, I don't think they come out zero and three. I mean, they're, they're going to be on it. They're, they're going to be on Coach Jackson, Doctor Scott, President. Because everybody likes a winner. So you got to come out, you know, you put yourself in a position now that, hey, you said we got to win at all costs and we're going to do it. Right. What's, what's the cost for winning, though? That's what the concern is. At what expense are you just going to put everything on the table to win? And that's that's what a lot of the Legacy. alumni, a lot of the people that are concerned with. Yeah. And it, it, it's a mixed bag from just the ones I've been talking to. It's about 50-50. You know, there's going to be – it's just like with, with Coach Dooley at Southern. You're going to have some that they were talking about, well, we, we shouldn't have went for a celebrity hire, a big name. Nope. That, and, 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 and I think when you look at Jackson State, what they did, they've had success a little earlier than I thought. But – You've got to do what's best for you. And it's got to be a great fit. And Grammar State is going the route of, of, of Jackson State. So time will tell. We'll see. We'll see how successful that, that will be. I, I think what you're saying, Carlos, with Jackson State and Grambling is two separate tracks. Okay, so Coach Sanders, when he was introduced, he was saying, do you believe in and all that other stuff. But the thing is, he was able to talk the talk. But then he was able to walk the walk. You know, 12 months, 13 months, 13 months oh, later, he was sweat champions. So now some of the pressure is off a little bit because he won. Now, sooner than what I thought, I thought what Jackson did this year, I was expecting that in 23 maybe, you know, with a veteran Shador Sanders and, and improving that program. But now with what Grambling has done is a little bit different. You put some pressure that you didn't necessarily have to have right now. You know, I, I think Hugh Jackson was going to get it right eventually, but 
with this hire, now everybody's saying, now you got to come out blazing. I don't know if that's going to happen. It might, but it might not. And if it doesn't, then people are going to point fairly or unfairly. People are going to point right back to this hire being a distraction. It was a distraction for the program, it was a distraction for the players. Not saying it's going to happen, but it probably is going to happen. I guarantee you the first week of spring camp at Grambling State University, you're going to have probably more national media on that campus for one reason. Not necessarily because Hugh Jackson's a head coach. Some of it will be, but some we all know why all the national attention in the first week of Grambling spring camp is going to be about. We know what that's going to happen. We, we already know what's going to happen there. And I, and I just think that's a lot of pressure on Hugh Jackson, on Dr. Scott, on President Gallo. That's just a lot. A lot of questions are going to be asked outside of spring practice. And so until or unless Grambling starts winning right away, then that stuff will calm down a little bit. But if that doesn't happen, man, the you know, door is going to be blown off the thing. And as a Grambling Knight, I would hate that because it really, we really don't need that right now. We, we need to get the program back on track. You're starting over. Pro coach, coaching college, not saying that's a bad hire. But it, it's going to take some time. And now what you've done is you've, you've accelerated the process a lot faster than what you can probably handle. Well, Charlie, you I made, got, can I say Grandma made the can decision, and they're going to have to live with it. Can I interject for real quick? Yeah, go ahead. And, and maybe me, because I'm a, I'm a big Broderick Fobbs guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm a big Broderick Fobbs guy. And maybe I might be stepping on line because I'm a Southern guy. I'm not a Grambling guy. But what if what if Broderick Fox was given those same opportunities and resources to be able to make these type of moves? You know, where would he be right now? Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe you can educate me on that. Um, I, I think. I mean, from from what I could tell, Broderick Fox was given, and the, the tools were there. Um, I think it was just a matter of the okay. program. Not not winning. I, I think the tools were there, and that he just you know injuries and you know hick bottom transferred and just a whole bunch of COVID stuff. I mean, I just think it was just a bad time to go into a slump, you know. And then losing the Bayou Classic the way that you lost it, you know, it, it just his margin of error was was very small. And then what I always say, as a coach, the politics. Sometimes coaches get swept up in the politics. You got a new AD coming in, and clearly, unless that's a championship caliber coach that's won a recent championship, his his time could be short, and that's exactly what happened. A lot of I've been on a I was on a Zoom call with Grambling Knights, and they're saying Fobbs should be gone. I I you know for me, I thought we should wait till twenty three to end of the contract, let him turn around. He deserves to turn around, but the administration felt otherwise, and so you know you bring in Hugh Jack coming in. I don't have a problem with the hire at all. You know, but now I think you got to hit the ground sprinting, not running. And um, if things don't go right right off the bat, I think people are going to put some heat on some people. And so it's a tough deal for me. It's a results-oriented business. But when you try to accelerate the process quicker by virtue of a lot of hype and or something like what Graham is dealing with, it puts a lot of pressure on everybody in that program, in that building. In administration from top to bottom because if you don't win then people are going to point to that one thing and it may not be that but that's just the cyclical nature of, of what our behaviors are these days coach Valdez, do you 
And I'll bring this point up again. Do you worry about opportunities for some of the young uh, coaches? We say African American coaches, but uh, don't don't you worry about them not not getting the opportunity? And you know, what does that say about the guys that have gone through the process? We always talk about the process, but then at the end of the process, you don't get an opportunity. I mean, well, I do. I mean, if we. If we can't get opportunities at HBCUs, where are we going to get opportunities at? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think that you're right. I think that there's a lot to be said with that. And I think that, you know, like I said, everybody's, Charles said, we're trying to get a quick fix. And it's like everything else. If you're trying to get a quick fix and put a, a, a flexor seal on it, you better be able to float across tough waters. Um, because I think that, you know, young coaches that are looking for that shot, that are trying to get that opportunity, you know, just overshadowed because everybody wants to win right now. And, uh, you know, I look at the young man that um, just got hired by University of Texas uh, who was at, he started out at Hampton, and he was uh, the, the receivers coach at Hampton. I forgot his name, and then he went to Pittsburgh, and now he's at Texas. And um, very brilliant young man, very bright and talented young man, but, you know, he's one of the few. And there's a lot of nuggets like that out there that are very, very qualified to do the job, but you know, we, we, we want big hire, big names. We want big opportunities to excite and motivate the masses. And I think we get, we overshadow some very talented young black men. Yeah, like um, Chinyon. Now he, he's going yes. to, to the NFL. Uh, 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 another opportunity. BJ, good afternoon. Welcome to uh, the, the conversation. I, I'm still on my path about opportunities for, for those those young coaches. And I don't want us, and I say us, being accused of the same thing we accuse the other half of doing. You know, not giving our our, 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 our young coaches an opportunity. If you can't get it at the at the power fives or the group of fives, and you can't get it at the HBCUs, where what what do they do? What do they do? Can you hear me, BJ? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Hey, uh, man, Coach Valdez is right on it. Um, I mean, we, we, we used to have a, a pipeline in HBCU football where, you know, you started off as an assistant, then you got the coordinator opportunity, and then eventually it was a head coach. Um, and now what you're seeing is you're seeing guys outside of the HBCU realm uh, come in and jump to the front of the line, and you have those guys that know what it means to be in an HBCU uh, know the politics, know the struggle, know what you're going up against uh, that have put in the sweat equity uh, in those positions and in those kids. Um, and they're not getting those opportunities. And, hey, man, that's that, honestly, that's disheartening uh, for for a lot of guys. Uh, that's, that's disheartening. And, you know, it, it comes with this, hey, we got to win right now. We got to do it right now. Uh, you know, we want the publicity. You know, we want this than the other and not realizing that winning comes to publicity. The publicity doesn't have to come with a celebrity. Winning will take care of that. Uh, so, yeah. you know, it's kind of, that's where we are right now in HBCU Fort. And, and what does it say about also being a, a right fit at the right, at the right time? You know, Coach Dooley at Southern University, um, Coach McNair, who's done an outstanding job. He just lays back. I, I like Coach McNair. I mean, he, you know, he's had to make some moves on his staff, and he usually likes to, you know, 
promote from within. Those, those guys have paid the price and they're doing it the right way. But he who pays the piper dances by his tune. And in some cases, she. When you, I don't when, know. When you look at Coach, know. when you look at Coach McNair, I mean, he was at Millsaps, uh, what D D three school. I mean, you so you so you mm -hmm. talk about moving up mm -hmm. the ladder. I mean, that's a classic example. All can I, that, you know, working at the lower levels and then being promoted mm -hmm. as quarterback coach at Alcorn and just just sticking with it. And then when Jay Hobson left, boom, here he is. And you look at the hires that that he's made. He's doing it that way. I mean, so he's he's one of the few that that's still kind of doing it that way. I mean, you don't know what Eddie Robinson III is going to do at Bama State. Is he going to is he going to do it that way, or is he going to bring in some coaches that he knows that at the next level? That that's going to be interesting to see. You've already seen that with Hugh Jackson. You know, we're going to see the coach at Prairie View what he's going to do. I mean, so it, it, I think we're all looking, but I think in my own opinion, just me, I think the days of getting those coaches that have kind of paid their way and paid their dues because of this win now culture that we're in right now, I think that I think that road is washed away right now. There are a few rocks left yeah. on the on the road, but I don't think I think it's it's pretty much gone until we get those type of coaches like the Fred McNairs and the Mainers back in there again. I think I think it all it always circles back around. We're not there yet. I think the win now, the celebrity hired, and Coach Sanders backed it up with the SWAC championship, division championship. He backed it up. But uh, will, will we go back to that right now? I don't see it. It's just too much money out there, too much publicity, a lot of TV time, a lot of air time. I don't get it happening. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But right now, where we are in this moment, I don't see it. I think we're in a bad moment overall. If, if, if that's the trend, if that's the way it's happening, just, 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 just my opinion. It, it wasn't like the swag wasn't noticed before then. They had a history before this time. Some great, great moments. But I, I think HBCU now, they have to get into a different realm. You cannot be a Power 5 school, but you can be the best that you can be at your level. You know, go Valley as a DJ, I, 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 don't, I don't like what I'm seeing. I really don't, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's it's a trend, though, like Charles said. It's a trend. I mean, this is where we're at. We're not going nowhere. Once you open up Pandora's box and, you know, Deion Sanders came in and set the blueprint, then basically everybody else is either going to sink or swim. And I think that, you know, Gramlin is basically uh, following suit. Uh, you know, I think that, like I said, um, you know, Alabama State, you know, went high their own, who's an NFL player, and Eddie Robinson, and, you know, Prayer if you decided to kind of keep it in house, but he's also an NFL player with, with NFL pedigree in McDowell. So I think that un unless we get something that comes back, and like you said before, you're totally right uh, in everything, um, this is we're a copycat league, and this is the method we're copying right now. Mm. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I feel better with uh, everything that's going on. But um, BJ, North Carolina A&T, is it official? They've uh, have they accepted the invite to the CAA? And at one time, yeah, Aaron Howard cool. was interested. Yeah, well, and then Tennessee State again. What's going to happen with Tennessee State? You have so much conversation. Uh, I had someone contact me saying, "Well, you know what? 
the swag may be looking to expand again. I was like, shut your mouth. <laughs> you're at 12, you're at 12 teams right now. But where where does this all lead? The, the, the ever-changing landscape of college football, particularly even on the FCS level. I mean, it's changing. Uh, you know, North Carolina A&T uh, and Hampton now in the CAA, um, you know, it's official. You know, both of, uh, of those teams, those schools headed there. We know that the CAA has had interest in Howard. Uh, Howard initially mm-hmm. told them no. Uh, Howard uh, does not want to be the death knell of the MEAC. And that's the biggest thing that's holding Howard back. Uh, from 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 accepting that that invitation, uh, and then Tennessee State. You saw an article to come out yesterday about a Tennessean. It basically said that the Tennessee State feels like they've outgrown the OVC and potentially mm. looking for FBS football down the line, um, and kind of looking to to leave the 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 OVC. Uh, they didn't say whether it's going to be the A Sun or, or the SWAC or what's going to be the move, but um, it seems like they have a wondering eye, so to speak. Uh, right now, but one thing I know is that conference realignment, uh, that carousel hasn't stopped. And I think you'll see more and more uh, schools announcing that they're going to new conferences. Interesting. Tennessee State. Did I hear you say FBS aspirations yes. or? Yes. Oh, here we go again. Well, here we go again. We need to see well, how that works. Let, let me say this on Tennessee State's part. And if does Tennessee State not offer baseball? No. Okay, so th- so there it is right there. I mean, I, I get the whole conversation, but to me, and even when the whole conversation of Tennessee State joining the SWAC, uh, until you start offering baseball, you're going to have to offer that, then, you know, let's let's quell that a little bit because you got to be able to do that at the very minimal. I mean, so I, I, I get what Tennessee State – in terms of outgrowing the OVC, uh, I don't know about that one, but but anyway, but 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 getting <laughs> yeah, but 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 well, getting if, back to if, if the OVC goes down, where are they going to go? Yeah, yeah, I I, I I don't know where they go, but they said they've outgrown the OVC. I don't know. I mean, if you've offered all your sports, I guess you can say that. But when you have it, I don't I don't know if you can say that. Am or I wrong on that one, BJ? Winning an OVC title, huh? <laughs> I said, or if you were occasionally winning an OVC title, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, 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 you know, I, came but, close. but but you know, back to the conversation we're having about you know the you know Ed, Ed, Eddie George, you know, being at Tennessee State, you know, you heard Jeff Fisher, Hugh Jackson over there. I mean, so it, that that's a that's another name out there in terms of how that thing's going to go. Over at Tennessee State and where where they land and where and how Eddie George is dealing with it, he's not you know it's not a lot of hype behind you know some of the things he's doing, but you know at the same time he wants to build a winning culture there at Tennessee State as well. So we'll I don't know where 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 he goes in terms of building his staff and and how does he want that to look? You know it, it, it's interesting because. When we look at some of those head coaches, did they have any head coaching experience? In most cases, right? Didn't have it on the collegiate level. And now they're able to to get a job, on-the-job training, basically. And, yes, 
Coach Sanders had success. He, he has. But that's just Coach Sanders. It's going to be interesting to see. Maybe 10 years from now, we'll be able to look and look at the data and see how successful it was. And by the way, sticking with football, Dwayne Lewis, now associate AD at Jackson State. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. At Jackson State, uh, Dwayne, now you've really gotten my dog horse now. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but, congr- <laughs> but congratulations at Jackson State. He, he's been – He's been all over. So maybe now he's found a home, a true home. It'll be interesting to see. Um, but, uh, but, but Carlos, the, 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 point, the point that you just made 10 years from now, I think if you're a fan, you don't care about that. You don't care about 10 years from now. No. You care about right now. So right now, well, I do. you're a Jackson State fan. I do. I want to win. I want to win. I want to win. Yeah. You, and and I want to see right now. And, no, no. But I want to see if I'm wrong. If my theory is right, it's going to go back and say that the, the guys that have afforded the opportunity, went through the process, they've done well. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But that's my theory. I'm not on these big-time hires just because of your name. Yeah. So let the, so let the record show. I, I may be in a minority on that, but that's okay. No, no, you're right. I mean, and, and I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm looking, if, if I'm a fan, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Rams fan, right? So the Rams went all in this year. I don't know what's going to happen in two years. Sean McVay may not even be coaching in two years. He might be in the booth in two years. But I'm looking at right now the Rams are some world champs. They're going to run it back. Uh, Aaron Donald's coming back. Sean McVay's coming back. That, that's as far as I'm going to look as a fan. Now I think most fans, fans look at it, most fans look at it in a vacuum. But 10, 10 years from now, typical fans not even five years from now, fans not gonna think about that. They're looking at right now. So right now, Jackson State's winning. They're doing well. That's all they're thinking about. We don't know if Coach Sanders is gonna be there three years, two years, five years. It doesn't matter. It's about twenty twenty two. Is he gonna be there this year? He will be. His daughter is gonna play basketball at Jackson State from what's from what's being reported. So now you got three levels of Sanders at Jackson State. So it, I think he's gonna be there for a minute, perhaps. But that's all people are thinking about right here, right now. It's not about the long term, if you're a fan. It's about right now. Right now they're doing well. Right now we'll we'll see what happens with Grambling and this hire. It's 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 tough. I you know I've been on record about it. I just don't like the negative publicity that's going to bring. It's just the tip of the iceberg. What we're dealing with on social media this week. Wait till spring practice starts. I would that that's going to be tough with all that media that's going to be there. Just my opinion. Yeah, you, yeah, you make the decision. You got to live with it. PJ. Yeah. Wrap us up, and then we'll have a close a comment from Coach Valdez. Hey, Grambling, hey, the, the higher it was high risk, uh, high reward. And we say that winning comes with the price, but it's all about what price are you willing uh, to pay. And right now, uh, in, the, in the world of uh, public relations, Grambling is paying a hefty price. We don't know if that price uh, will go up. Uh, because when people have this high of opinion in public, I mean, in public opinion and public relations, that usually spills over to sponsors. And all it takes is one or two sponsors to go to Grambling and say, hey, we cannot be affiliated with you as long as you're affiliated with this individual. 
And then that hire has now became a bad hire before it's even gotten off the board. So um, I would just say buckle up, just sit back and watch, because there have been some political figures in the state of Louisiana that have had statements to make about this hire that normally wouldn't mention anything about Grambling State University football. And that is very worrisome if you're a person that wears black and gold right now. Excellent point. And Coach Valdez, again, did anybody talk to the women on campus? I mean, they're the ones who violated the other situation, but nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about that. I guess they would be happy about that. No. No, it's a a lot, man. It's, It's really a lot. There's a lot of things going on outside access and O's with this. And so this is what the attention has been brought upon. You kind of generally, and I, like I said, I'm, I'm an Eddie Robinson fanatic, even though I didn't go to Grambling, but i never forget the mantra for Eddie Robinson was always Grambling, Grambling, Grambling. It was always yep. keep the focus on Grambling. Um, so now the attention is not solely on Grambling, it's attention on the person you hired and what that person brings and what Ross brings with him. So they're going to have to, you know, like I said, you fix the meal, you got to sit down and eat it now, and then, you know, you got to hope that you can digest it properly and that it doesn't make you, you know, sick or anything like that. But, you know, I, I think they can't wait until they get to start playing football, so hopefully they can start seeing some things and stop stop talking about that. But it's going to be – that's going to be every game next year. That's going to – the media attention that they're going to receive is not going to be because of Grambling. And the, you know what they're doing and the new things is going to be because who's there, who's in the building. Um, so I mean they, they're going to have to deal with it and live with it. Um, I'm pretty sure some schools around the swag are like, okay, good, that takes the attention off us. We can just focus on football. And I think that's what Grandma would love to just focus on football. But right now they won't be able to. Well, hopefully next week we'll get things straight where I can at least have Coach. Uh, Henry Miller, defensive coordinator, Southern University. Um, I extended an offer to Coach uh, Graves and try to get as many of the Southern football coaches, and, and not only Southern, um, other coaches in the conference before they get into that spring season. So we'll see how everything goes with that uh, gentleman. I, I thank you for your time and your perspective. And guess what? We can all agree to disagree sometimes, see? That's that's what it's all about. We can. Yeah, and I'll give you a game to... update. Oh, okay, go ahead. It's five five. We're going to enter extra innings, man. It's crazy out here. So, excuse oh, me. Boy. <laughs> oh boy! Oh my! If 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 you got heart problems, you better take your heart medicine. It could be a <laughs> interesting end end of the game. But gentlemen, uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll talk again real soon. Appreciate everyone. Uh, that's gonna do Thanks, it, guys. For appreciate it, man. All right. Of, of Carlos Brown show right here on the Black College Sports Network until next Saturday at 11 a.m. As always, peace and God bless.